Hey Jeff. Hey Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. I'm keyed up right now. Oh man. Don't you just feel like energized? Yeah. Ready to go? Even Here we though, are. Yeah, we have a. It's today's Monday. It's Monday, and so we are just start of the week. Yeah. Even though yesterday we were supposed to take a day off, didn't take a day off. No. But here we are. We're raring to go. Yep. Monday, first day of the week, and we're starting off hot. We have a really good podcast today, Jeff. Who is on the podcast? Jesse Reyes. Jesse Reyes. Who just put out her debut album. Yes, it is called Before Love Came to Kill Us, and it is streaming everywhere. Go check that out. She's amazingly awesome. She sat down with us maybe a couple months ago mm-hmm. for a long-form interview. Yeah, an actual episode of our podcast, yes. The Waste of Time with It's The Real. Right. Uh, and now we just checked in on her. Yeah, up in Toronto. Shout out to everyone up there. Um, then we have Eve Hamad, the president of Dreamville. Shout out to Eve, who we also had on the podcast, A Waste of Time with It's The Real. Yeah, but that was... Uh, that was a couple years ago. Yeah, it was in January. You know what? One of our most celebrated episodes yeah. of A Waste of Time with It's The Real. But yeah, but now Eve is going through quarantine just like the rest of us. Yeah. And he is... Uh, he, he misses the NBA. Yes. He has his young son at home, who's yep. one and a half. We talk a lot about... Dreamville, everything. Everything you could think of with Dreamville. He is out there in Los Angeles. And then we go out to Brooklyn Mm -hmm. and we talk to our great friend, Carly Hustle. Yes, Carly, who is one of the most acerbic, straightforward. Yes. You know, like she's going to give it to you brutally honest, just like the name of her podcast. Absolutely. Go sign up for that and her Patreon. And just like, I, I just love her honesty, you know, good and bad in all of this shit. Also, she is amazingly funny and has the best heart. Shout out to our friend Carly Hustle. Jeff, let's go up to Toronto and let's get Jesse on the phone. Jesse, what's happening? Staying alive, man. How are you guys? We are also staying alive. Yeah. Uh, Killing it. When <laughs> when is the <laughs> when, when when is the last time you were outside? Sixteen days ago. You're kidding. Like totally indoors. Totally indoors. How has been <laughs> this this is probably not the time you thought uh would your your release uh for your debut album would be like, right? Yeah, <laughs> not exactly. Yeah, not to the T. How yeah. I imagined it. Yeah, um, I saw that. I, I saw you were on live, and you were talking about the sort of like anxiety of putting it out, like during all of this. You know, can you talk about what your thoughts were? Um, you know, going back and forth. Yeah, well, fuck, because the title is "Before Love Came to Kill Us," mm-hmm. and considering what's going on in the world, I felt. I felt strange because initially it was supposed to trigger people into thinking about their mortality, not so much as be a theme song to what's going on. And it sounds like a theme song, but it's diff- it was a difficult thing for me to get perspective on because my whole life I've grown up with mortality right in front of my face, like by default of the way that my dad, like he lost his mom when he was like three mm-hmm. months old and then lost his dad when he was a teenager and my mom forever has been very aware that we could die tomorrow that's why anytime that someone says plans she says yeah sure if god allows right are we gonna do this sure if god allows but i know that the, i know that the majority of the world isn't like that you know there's a majority of the world holds a stigma against that so i was apprehensive about people receiving that insensitively and so I put it on Instagram, shout out social media, because I talked to my team thinking I could get guidance. And my team was like, well, we get both sides. <laughs> so we'll do whatever you want to do. And I was like, great, sick. So I went on Instagram and then it was 3% of people saying that I should wait for it to actually like get 
be able to have legs and like me be able to do promo and me be able to do shows and then 97% of people were like absolutely the fuck not you need to drop this right now yeah yeah um by the way I loved uh your New York Times profile today and I thought the last line that they had in there where you were talking about how you were conflicted uh I thought this was so awesome you said but I decided I'm putting it out because indecision never did anything for anybody and I thought that was just like (laughs) Awesome, like as a as a mantra, but specifically with your album in this time, I think it is necessary for people to have moods, to have uh, an escape, to to have something where they can like relate, and that is the music that you do. Clearly, um, I was watching last night. Fat Joe has uh, a, a regular um, Instagram live that he does, and you popped up on it, and you were playing, and he was feeling it so hard, and you guys were like, "Yo." When whenever we connect, it's all love and like shout out to your family and shout out to your family. And I was like, yo, I love this friendship right here. How how did you guys connect in the first place? Yo, I can't even tell you what award show it was. Oh, oh, it was the BT Awards. Is that that's, I think that's what you mentioned yesterday, that it was the BT Awards because we kept we kept running into each other at different things. So much so that I literally can't remember, but I, I remember correctly. <laughs> Based off what he said yesterday, I think it was the BET Awards. And he said that he linked with my family. Before he talked to me, he talked to my mom and dad. That is so dope. Because my mom and dad were there. Yeah, man. It was cool. And he's dope. His son's dope. His whole, te- like his whole team is dope. Obviously, like, if you, they don't know if you heard it yesterday. Before I got off the phone, I kind of freaked out a bit. And I was like, took it off. I got to give you your flowers. Yeah, I love I that. say my thank yous. Yo, because he's done so much, man. And, and as a Latina, he's done so much. As a hip-hop head, like, as a hip-hop kid, he's done so much as, like, it, it it's just it's just yeah you you just, you shouting him out shouting pun out all of that i thought it was super yeah. dope and and very authentic and that's that's just you so shout out to you for doing that you know you've been inside Thanks, now man. for 16 days like yep. wh- how are you passing the time like what are you are you doing like any crafts that you never thought that you'd be doing are you doing any <laughs> like are you like doing forward rolls onto your bed just to <laughs> just to do something <laughs> Um, I got a piano in my room that I really suck at, so I've been taking advantage to suck less <laughs> and learning new chords. Um, are you watching like YouTube like tutorials? Yeah, a oh, bunch dope. of YouTube tutorials. Those are, those are YouTube. YouTube can teach you how to fucking fly on a broom like a witch if you really <laughs> want to. It's crazy. Yo, you should Everything be focusing on that. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, I know, Who cares right? about the piano? <laughs> That's the next one. I'm going to do one of those little TikToks where the person like flies through the room and they're like five feet in the air. <laughs> I'm going to do one of those. <laughs> but it's lit, man. Like, to be honest, and I remember I told you guys this. I'm like, yeah, you guys are cool, but like not every interview is sick. Mm-hmm. So I was apprehensive about doing promo for this album months in advance because I was like, fuck, this means seven in the morning, six in the morning. I got to get up and go have these epically intimate conversations with people I just met. This is going to be great. And now they're all relegated to phone calls from my bedroom. So I'm not as angry <laughs> about that. That's that's <laughs> really dope. Uh, where where have you like found yourself in your place that you're like, I don't normally like sit down here. I don't normally like work here, but this is my new spot in my place. Oh, I'm sick. I'm I haven't like, it's pretty much my room. Like my bed and my and my like little stool in front of my piano. That's my uh, that's my walk to work and my walk back. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, uh, it's 
yeah, it's pretty basic. It hasn't really changed. But, to, like, this isn't... Uh, maybe it's because I'm still very much seeing the silver lining because when I'm working, I'm around people all the time. So when I have off time, I love this. I, like, go into my little cave and I'm good. It's loner city, Kid Cudi forever. Yeah, yeah. And I'm still, like, I still... I'm not mad at that. Like, I'm not one of the people that's like, let me out of here. (laughs) When you're on the phone with people, do you sit still or do you pace back and forth? Like, I'm trying to imagine, like, what's what's happening right now? Yo, I am definitely as horizontal as possible right now (laughs) in my bed. (laughs) I definitely went to bed at, like, 11 a.m., 10, 10 11 a.m. Wait, today? Yeah, today. So this is an interval between naps right now. This Yo, call. <laughs> you're like a cat. <laughs> I know. My sleeping schedule is ass. I'm is it, nocturnal is it always like that? Right now? Yeah, I've, been, I've always been nocturnal. Right now it's just like out of control, reckless, boundaryless, because there's not like morning doesn't really exist anymore in this world. Yo, Everyone, neither, neither do weekends or weekdays. Yeah, they just don't exist anymore. Um, and they didn't cooking exist for, yourself? for me as is. Pardon? Are you cooking for yourself? Of course I am. What? <laughs> yes, man. Making some wicked steaks, some fried peppers. Oh, shit. Oh, some spaghetti, some tuna. Oh, some you're, you're good. <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm um, good. Are there any recipes that like, or any, any sort of like cuisines that you had not previously attempted that now because time is just like, an endless sort of uh, vessel. Yeah. You know, what What are you, like, diving into that's, like, new? That's new? Yeah. Like, have you done anything that's just like, oh, you want to know what? Like, let, let, me, let me just fuck around with some ingredients that are just, right. like, here. I'm going to have octopus today. Yeah. No. <laughs> I do. I go to my, I go to my tried and trues, man. So, I'm, like, literally just, like, steak with some cayenne pepper and olive oil and 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 like sea salt and chopped up red and green peppers or like i do this thing with like spaghetti and then i'll get some tuna and chopped up cilantro and chopped up onions and tomatoes and mix it together add a little bit of mayo heat up the spaghettis but leave the tuna cold that shit is fire that sounds fire yeah it's delicious um but i kind of got my tried and trues i haven't really explored into into new recipes i'm not i'm not bored of mine yet I mean, we're going to be here for another, like, six years. I know. So, this you is, know. Yeah. <laughs> have you, uh, have you uh, taken time to consider what uh, a, a long summer tour with Billie Eilish was supposed to be, what it was going to be? Have you, like, accepted, like, where we're at right now? Yeah, I have. I've accepted that it might be, it, this thing might not really, corona might not really let humanity get back to normal until fall mm-hmm. i've read that in a few articles i've seen it in a few like press conferences i've, I've it's, so i'm um i'm sad but there's not much i can do if i just dwell in the future of shit that didn't happen yet so i'm just kind of taking it day by day yeah because even though people are saying that who the fuck knows like you never know maybe in a month it like disappears out of nowhere. You know, do you guys ever, do you guys know who Nostradamus is? Uh, yes. yes. I mean, not personally, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> you never met him? <laughs> but, um, he's a, so for anybody who don't know, like that, who doesn't know, that's the guy who does like the, the prophecies and shit, right? right? Yeah, right. 
I saw this, I saw this. Every now and then when, like, a crazy world event happens, I have a tendency to, like, Google him and be like, hmm, let's see, like, if there was any correlation. Yeah, yeah. And? I remember that one of the things that he said was that this disease was going to, like, come and go, like wildfire. Like, it was going to come and then just go. So that's that's this disease, or is that, like, swine flu people, or Ebola? Uh, people or? are speculating that it's this one. Who knows? Do the you, guy's obviously like been wrong. Well, but I just thought it was interesting, and I was like, maybe, maybe Jesse, it'll do come you cool. do you find yourself in Reddit like deep dives? Are you looking for like information that's not you know necessarily public? How do you consume all this stuff yourself? Uh, yeah, like random articles and YouTube and Reddit. I hate going down those black holes though because that's ours. Sometimes you get into the matrix, especially now that that weekends and mornings are gone and everything's just one color. Mm -hmm. It's a dangerous thing to go down a wormhole these days because you might be committing to hours and not know till you get out. It's fucked. Yeah, and then you go to sleep at ten a.m. and then wake up at one one p.m. for a for a phone call with us. Yeah, it's great. No, but mine in my defense, it's literally been because of like all the album promo that we've been doing too. Yeah, and and like the energy that was locked up in my body for the last three days mm. is insane like i pretty much haven't slept for the last three days from the the day before the album what's the, what's the date today today is the 29th yeah i haven't slept since the 20 i haven't really slept since the 26th is 26 is, i was up because the album was dropping at 12 album dropped at 12 up all like pretty much all day friday it took maybe a, like a two-hour nap on saturday and then was up all night last night and then fell asleep at 11 like it's just it's been a lot of i don't know it's like it's like coca-cola and a mentos in a little jar (laughs) and the jar is like teased so it hasn't popped that's what i feel like i'm like i always told you that i do love your uh your metaphors that you have the best metaphors (laughs) in the game it's true um is in lead up to the album was there what was the the last thing that you had to approve that like it was just like you know up to the wire uh, I, I think I told you guys this note that, that like, that I rearranged shit mm-hmm. last minute mm-hmm. and, like, took off songs and put on new songs and, like, <laughs> features that I'm saving for after. And, uh, uh, because, because, because everyone started giving me pressure about the debut album and I didn't feel it. After the first interview, I was like, okay. And they're like, are you nervous about your debut album? And I was like, no. And the second interview would ask me the same question. And I was like, no. And then the fifth person would ask me, are you nervous? And I'm like, am I missing something? And by the eighth <laughs> interview, I was like, am I supposed to be nervous? Like, I'm, I guess I'm nervous now. Fuck. Right. So then I started letting shit get to my head. And one of the things that I like get, get to my head was people saying, oh, it needs to be cohesive. Cohesive, cohesive, cohesive. So when we're getting ready for tour... Right before we hit the road for Billy, we're literally getting ready for tour. And I go into rehearsals and I hear my band do some of the set list I'm a musical director suggesting. And I look at him and I'm like, I hate it. He was like, what? (laughs) I was like, I hate it. I'm like, these are my songs. These are my kids. I know they're my kids, but they're not dressed up like my kids. Like, it's like. You know what I mean? Yes, like they yeah, were just yeah. in different clothes. And I was like, the, the reason it feels like they have different clothes on is sequencing. The reason it feels like they have different clothes on is because there's songs that are missing in the sequencing, like things like that. Like I had noticed things like that. And so then, 
So then I sat, I had to like really sit by myself and be like, well, I know that everyone on the team and everyone on the label and everybody, every one of the partners is like, oh, well, in order to give the album the most chances of success, we need to give partners and Spotify's and Apple and everything, the album months in advance so that people can like dive into it and, and just get ready. And I was like, if I let that dictate what I'm putting out as my first project, then I can't be completely proud of it. Like, if I can't die tomorrow and say that was authentically me, that was fully me, I'm going to feel like a fucking fraud. Right. I'm going to yeah. feel so empty. And if it does great and it wasn't completely my vision, I'm going to feel so empty too. I'm not even going to take, I'm not going to be able to hold that W properly. So I was like, fuck that. I got to change it. I got to make sure that I love it. I got to make sure it's me. I got to make sure it's sporadic. Fuck cohesive. If I want to cuss and yell on one song and then I want to make love on the next, that's what I'm going to do. Absolutely. So then I did that. And then the last, the very last thing I added was a voice note on the end of dope uh, that says, put the drink down, put the drink down. And Mm -hmm. I added that like, that was the very last thing I added. So what do you think ha- has kept you up the last three days? Like, where does that energy come from? It's not, I hope it's not you looking to see what people think of the album. Because, like, at the end of the day, like you said, this is something, you know, you could live and die with. This is you. This is authentic. This is, you know, the organic music that has come from your soul. So so regardless of what anyone would think, you know, critics or fans or or anybody out in the world you should be comfortable with your art right so i hope that's not what's keeping you up yo you should be right and you think so right but it fucking it fucking like it's i've been really lucky to be able to retweet a bunch of shit of people saying jesse i don't know how you did it but i can't skip one or jesse i don't know how you did it but this shit is making quarantine better or jesse i don't know how you did it but this like I wish I could tell you that it didn't, that it didn't, like, I wish I could tell you, but I don't give a fuck if people love it or if people hate it. I don't give a fuck when I was putting it out, but now that people love it, I'm like, okay, lit. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's I, almost like, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I think that's a fair reaction, too. Like, I think that it's okay to, you know, be surrounded by, like, people who agree with you. Totally. Oh, but, like, <laughs> like, like I'm also a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> no, but here's, here's, where, here's where the three of us can, like, relate. It, it's, it's difficult sometimes to not, like, hinge everything on one, like, stupid YouTube comment, you know? Yeah. Like, someone could just be like, whatever, say the, the foulest shit, and it's just like, that ruins your day. And it's like, it's hard to tell yourself, you know, to sort of, like, measure that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is hard. And but it, like it is hard, but I got to be careful cuz you you're kind of just reminding me that like I got to make sure I stay even keel. Mhm. Cuz I'm sure everything I make in my life isn't going to be uh well embraced. Like I'm sure I'm do like it's just just impossible for your entire catalog to be perfect and your entire catalog to be that. And literally as I as I was retweeting shit and as I was like, cause part of that too is also like more promo for the album and just getting it out more. Yeah, for sure. All yeah. This stuff. But I, I had this like exact thought. I was like, yo, it must suck to work years on a project and have people shit on it. Mm, yeah. Like that must suck. I can't, that must fucking suck to have someone call your kid ugly to your face. Mm. Like, Dude, I can't. And so, and, 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 and 
like the next thought after that was like, oh, I can't let myself get too high or get too comfortable off people resonating with it. Because God forbid the day that it doesn't, that can't be the sword by which I live or die. Yeah. I have to live or die by my own. Yeah, like you can't be which like that 40-year-old who's like, I used to be able to throw the, the football over the mountain, you know? Right. Yeah, man. I can't. I got to be able to just take the reality and, and also like accept my and accept my worth regardless of what other people might think. For sure. But anyways, it's a it's a weird it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. And it's a weird thing that I can't even stay away from, because even if on the 27th at at like 2 p.m., I made the decision to not um, engage anymore. I guess not mm-hmm. engage in people's responses by default of the way shit is set up right now because of this quarantine and because of social distancing. I'm required. My, my, my life as an artist for the following whoever the fuck knows how long is going to be online. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. on interactions. It's going to be like melting into everything that is the internet. Absolutely. Concerts on the end, like everything. So I don't know. It's going to be crazy. We'll see how it goes. Well, I mean, like, it's a weird um, time. And so, I mean, like, it, it sort of feels like we're all in jail. And so I, I, I ask a question that um, we always ask to people who have been in jail in, in very, you know, different circumstances. But, like, who's somebody that reached out to you during all this that you didn't expect to? That has, like, checked up on you and been like, hey, are you good? Weezy. Really? Yeah, Weezy was like, hey, just making sure you're good, you and your family are safe. I was like, <laughs> That's very Thanks. sweet, yeah. Yeah, man, I was like, same, dude. But that's cool. That guy's so chill, so cool. And it was literally just that, just making sure you're good, making sure your family's good. Have you hey, gotten... King Louis. Wait, was it, was it over text? Yeah. That's right. Really nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Have you gotten a uh, text from people you, you uh, would rather not hear from? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, let's get messy. <laughs> It's <laughs> getting messy on a Sunday. <laughs> Do God's work. Okay. Um. Yes. Yeah. See, but this is the this is the the sort of like weird intersection of things where it's not only quarantine where you're stuck inside and everyone's trying for that human connection, but also you have an album that you're putting out. So like, there's two really entryways for someone to like you know w- walk their way up to your door and knock yeah. you know? has anybody done yo, like the problematic like future sort of like texts where it's just like yo like you know i i hope you're good even though like whatever yeah yeah you know what i'm talking yeah, about no, we haven't talked yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and you're kind of screwed too because because you like you said they have two entry points it's quarantine and it's the album yeah and like m- by nature of me literally just being stuck in the house and having nothing the fuck else to do my window exit is absolutely closed yeah, i'm like yeah. on the 17th floor in a fire <laughs> because i don't even have an excuse i can't even be like oh sorry i was working or sorry i'm like sorry i've been in bed all day watching netflix i didn't have enough time to answer your fucking message well you also <laughs> have like valid. a lot of people who probably are texting you so you could just like not respond because you are popping right now that's funny. No, I try to answer. I try to. I try to answer. I try to answer. I've been a lot more active. I'm sure. Like, I've, and I, that's funny. Somebody mentioned it on Twitter the other day too. Some fan was like, "Holy shit, you've been really active lately." I was gonna be like, "Well, <laughs> yep." <laughs> 
the new, it's a new spectrum. Um, Jesse, is there anything that you have way too much of in your apartment right now, and anything that you really, really need right now? I ran out of chocolate turtles, and I'm addicted. Jeez, <laughs> oh, they're so delicious. Fuck. <laughs> Yo, turtles are life. Turtles are the best. Oh my god, so good. I can't. I'm cheese. I literally just ran out yesterday, and I was like, "Fuck." Carla, <laughs> we have cheese. No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, uh, congratulations on the release of your album. Before Love Thank Came you. to Kill Us, it's streaming everywhere. Go check that out. Jesse, Hell we yeah. love you. We love you so much. Love you too, man. Take, take Thank care you of so yourself. Much. We'll be checking Thank in. You. Um, be safe. Stay inside. And uh, we'll hopefully we'll talk to you soon, all right? Thanks, dude. Wash your hands, guys. Be safe. Bye. Right, take care. Jeff, let's get on the phone with our friend, the head of Dreamville. Woo. Ibrahim Hamad, let's call him right now. Yeah. 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 Yo. What is happening? What's popping? Everything's good over here. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Just quarantining this shit, you know? <laughs> just, just chilling back. You yeah. Know, nothing, nothing over here. I think it's been the same thing for the whole last week. I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> yeah, when I asked you to like come on this, you were like, "Let me check my schedule." Oh no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I had to make sure. I had to make sure the quarantine wasn't taking up too much of my schedule. <laughs> well, actually, Eve, you're you're a relatively new father. How has that all been in terms of like everyone being inside all the time? Oh man, it's it's been incredible. Actually, that's been the best part, and especially for my son, like he's having the time of his life. Like, he's seeing me every day. His mom's there every day. He's making me read him a hundred books. It's usually the same three books. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's playing ball on his little hoop. Like, he's having the time of his life. So that's that's the good part. You know what I mean? I don't think it's been a while since we had a stretch of everybody just being home the whole time. You know what I mean? Even if I'm, even if I'm in the city, if I'm if I'm in LA, I'm still moving around working. So it's like for for us, all three of us to just be home the whole time. That's been that's, that's pretty been, special. Uh, yeah, it's been incredible. So you know, he don't know what's going on. He's just like, <laughs> right, uh, we know that that Dreamville Fest this year was going to be a phenomenal thing, and uh, the dates were set. Everyone was really looking forward to it. Things you know happen in the world, and it had to be postponed, just like everything. How did word get to you that maybe? This was going to be something that uh, didn't happen. Yeah, it was not going to happen. You know, it's funny. It's, it's um, MK who works with us at Dreamville. She she first texted me and Adam like a little while back. Like, you know, like, hey, we should really be thinking about everything going on with the coronavirus. When I say a little while back, not like in January, but, you know, it was like a couple of weeks before shit really started like hitting the fan. Yeah. And she was like, and, and in my mind, I was kind of like, I almost like, not dismissed it. I, I I heard her and I was like, but nah, we'll be good. Like it ain't that serious. And then like the closer it started getting to to like uh March, like towards like sometime in February, is or, or like, you know, late February, we started being like, Okay, what's going on? And then I think it was when I heard rumors that South by Southwest might cancel. Yeah. I was like, Oh fuck. I'm like, cause you know, that 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 could it's, it's all you know, it's the same way like when they NBA canceled. Everybody else started canceling yep. because once you see something, everybody else is gonna react. So um, it's funny because because people were on us crazy, like yo, announce the lineup, announce the lineup, and we was waiting to announce the lineup. But then right when we was about to announce the lineup, we was like, okay, well, well we keeping this day. So then I was on a I was on the phone with Sasha 
almost every day about it. And he's keeping me, because first when I brought up to Sasha, I'm like, yo, should we be worrying about this, uh, you know, the coronavirus post one everything? I could tell he didn't want me to bring it up because he was kind of <laughs> like, ah, man, yeah, this is a lot serious than I thought. But he had never brought it up. So I just kind of like was waiting. And then we, we got we got lucky um, in the sense that before we announced anything, and it took us a while to, to like let anybody know what's going on because we was trying to find a new date. And, um, and we found a date. And, and pretty much everybody we had that was that was going to be on the original date was available. That's great. And you know, so so that was the good part. Obviously, the date is, is August 29th. But you know, as of right now, we think and we feel like everything's going to be all right. You know, you never know with these situations. Um, as far as like when this, you know, when the quarantine or, or when this whole coronavirus thing is going to die down. But you know, our fans are. I I, I haven't seen any returns on tickets. Like everybody's just been been riding for us and, and that's that's the the beauty of it but you know of course my first thought when i heard that was like again because yeah. the, the first the first dreamville fest obviously got postponed because of hurricane yeah Forest. yeah and and those things man they take a lot out of you you know what i mean like like you know we worked months and months to like get the lineup right and and, and see who's available and you know sasha and his team they working for months on like just permits and and just things that you, that people are not thinking about when it comes to festivals and, and Adam's doing a lot of the creative work and adding certain things to just enhance what we did last year. And then it's like, that happens. And, you know, it kind of takes a lot out of you. But, of course, we don't want to put nobody in no danger. Of so course it's like, not, that's no. easy call. So Eve, it's like, can you talk about the feeling that you had after last year? Because last year's was the first one. And it was such a monumental thing. Right when that when that whole thing ended, when you had a moment to yourself, what was that feeling like? The, you mean like after they got postponed or the first no one after 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 you guys had the successful you know concerts oh, man, and it was incredible like it was really one of the like one of the best feelings I've had you know just doing this in general for the last ten years because you think of like an idea that took it took us like three years probably to get that off the ground because in North Carolina you know you got to convince the state you got to convince the city you got to talk to the mayor we had to do all of that and just make sure you know that. They don't know no better, so they like, all right, a couple guys, a rapper and his team on the <laughs> festival, like, is this going to be dangerous? Like, so we got to go through all of that. So three years of putting that together and then getting it postponed in September and being scared that, like, are people still going to show up? And then for them to show up even more, and, you know, 40,000 people, and it was no no issues as far as, like, safety or anything. It was, it was some good feedback we got from fans on things that we were working on for this year, but... I remember we seen like um, a survey of like people that said like, you know, who's going to be coming back. And it was like 98%. I really want to know who that 2% was. Like, <laughs> what, we what we do wrong? But that's like a super high rate for festivals, especially also for me. Like, I think the festival said it was like 67% like African-American. And, and usually like African-Americans don't come out as much to festivals. Like, you know, right. they don't. And so that, that meant a lot to us. And um and obviously just everyone that performed and 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 all of our artists being able to perform and, and they just going crazy and then Cole and you know bringing out Twenty One and Meek and you know that was just it was just a special moment and to do it in North Carolina where where he's from you know that I think that felt really special you know it just it also felt like 
to never give up on ideas because it was it would have been easy in those three years to be like, man, fuck this shit. You know what I mean? But oh, for sure. Stuck through it, so, so that was dope. So uh, we've we've hung out recently. Uh, we saw Jid and Boss down in Miami. We were with uh, we talked to Ari all the time. We were with her down in in Atlanta. Um, you know what you guys have built has been incredible just from a talent perspective but to bring everyone together and do what you guys did with the with the revenge three sessions was like hard to you know wrap your head around you know you see the golden tickets you see the excitement of everyone going down there you don't know what the music's looking like all you hear is is you out there being like yo i have a million songs and my one job is to whittle them down to like a reasonable amount and then and then it's grammy nominated which is like yeah. Outstanding, that right? Can you talk yeah. about just the experience of of putting that together with your team, figuring out how to make a moment and then living up to the hype? Yeah, it was, you know, I, everything was, felt so last minute. Like, because what happened is the way we did Revenge of the Dreamers 2 was I would, you know, I was hand up cold. I'm like, yo, you got this verse here on Folders Crystals. That, you know, you, let me let me get that. Uh, boss these two songs are going to be on your next project. Let, let's kind of like debut them on here and, you know, use that cold platform to introduce you to people, Ari, Luke, like we had just met them. So I'm just grabbing songs. So now we add Earth Gang and we add um, Jid to the to the roster and also Ari and Luke are like officially on the roster. Yeah. So now it's like, we, we felt like, I started that process of doing that again, but it didn't feel right. And I know like everybody, it wasn't just like, me or Cole, everybody's like, man, we just gotta all get in. Like, but initially it was just like, yo, we gotta get in, as in like just the team and like our producers. And then like right before Cole was like, yo, we should start, we should invite people we just really fuck with. They don't gotta be like big artists. Let's just invite people we're fans of to add to what we have. And and um, you know, we was thinking of like, you know, the, you've seen the people like the buddies and um, Reason people like that. And then like I remember. Cole was already on the Guap. Yeah. And like that, like the week before we were in LA, we was at Nice Guy and Guap was in there and he came up to Cole and introduced himself. And Cole's like, oh, yo, I fuck with this shit. Like, <laughs> we started talking. And then Cole's like, yo, l- l- let's remember to invite him too because I fuck with the show. I'm like, yeah, for sure. Wow. And I, I had met Guap through like a like a drunk night when he was out with Jid and Ari and Boss <laughs> and Buddy. And By the way, that tracks. Like, that that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so then we just started inviting a couple people and then like a couple of days before me and Cole was like talking, he's like, yo, we should make invites. So like everything was happening like right before uh, we had like MK and Derek and Maddie and Felton, everybody like running around making invites, booking <laughs> a studio, like booking flights. And then we just started sending them out and they, like we were supposed to send them out like the week before. I, I don't think we started posting them till like the day people started showing up. And I think that started taking the life of its own because once we did that, everybody else that wasn't there was like, yo, I'm trying to pull up. We was like, let's, let's do it. And we was like, and Felton was right there with his computer. I'm like, yo, make another invite for him. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I, Felton made like 150 invites. Felton's king. Had people that were, I have people that was in LA that was like, yo, let me just get an invite. I ain't going to make it, but I just want to invite <laughs> Yeah. Like, it was like that. Like, you know what I mean? So, um, so then, then it was the I, the thought of like, I right, how is this even gonna work? Because for the first couple of days, people were overwhelmed. Like they couldn't find their spots. They didn't know, you know, what room they should be in. Yeah. They, like people were, there was, you know, you got certain people that 
that's just going out for blood. They're going to rap on everything. They're going to they gonna go in every room, plug up, play their beats. And if you don't have that personality, it's easy to get lost in that. Yeah. And I think people started catching their vibes. The first, like, five, six days, like, felt, I felt like a like a trap guy. Like, it was just all <laughs> trap beats. I thought I was slinging out there. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> but we got what we needed out of that. And then the second half, I felt like when, when Smino and Buddy and uh, Guap and all those people started showing up, it, the energy changed a bit. And, um, and, 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 you know, it just, it like, we, it's almost like we had two sessions in one and, um, then it was just, what the fuck do we do with all of this? You know yeah, what I mean? So, so being able to, uh, to get the help of different people of like the, the different artists that were super involved, like Jim would hit me like every other day, like, yo, what, what you looking like? Or boss would be like, yo, what you need from me? Or, you know what I mean? Like, or obviously Cole and everybody was just hand like Olu all the time hand me up like just keeping up like trying to make sure we're all on the same page and then you know other artists coming in and out and, and just lending the ear and for it to come out and you know did what it did number one album and all of that huge that was that was incredible you know that was just that was the the part because I feel like the album was really really good yeah and people yeah. felt like, so that was that was the win for me the, the Grammys I mean I remember when 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 I found out, it was really like Joey called Cole like the day before and he was like, yo, I just want to let you know, like me and Cole was together, I think we was in like Turks and Caicos or some shit, like we was on, like just on vacation or some shit and then he was like, yeah, I just want to let you know, like, um, yo, Middle Child and, 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 um, Revenge and blah, blah, blah is nominated and Cole was just like, a word? <laughs> He like word, well shit, I'm, I'm gonna pass the phone to Eve. You'll probably care. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, right, I guess. And then, you know, it's like, but to me, what I cared about, it wasn't for him, because I felt like he's so disconnected from the Grammys. He he doesn't care. Like right. he, you know, right. he's in a sense that he's just like he understands what the, what the game is. I was excited for everyone else. Yeah. Because to me, it's like that was a moment for them, and uh, and you know, it was even a point where I wasn't gonna go. And it was looking at me like, bro, we, you need to be in our moment. Like, you need to be there with us. Like, this, you can't. And 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 that was more important is not to like sour their moment. And they had, you know, they had a, they had a ball and they left there like, all right, cool. We see what it is. And they got to dress up and have fun. And 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 it also motivates you now. You go back and like, as an artist, you probably like, okay, now I want that for myself. You know what I mean? Like, fuck having it as Dreamville. What is that gonna look like for me mm. by myself? You know what I mean? So. um the Grammys was dope because I think that that uh, legitimized them more more than anything. You know what I mean? And I think I think they wanted that. Yeah, I mean, like I have, I I feel like we could talk about Revenge of the Dreamers three like forever because I I I have such a fascination with that entire process. But I want to know what is the plan moving forward? Like, is there a plan to do something that's similar, or is it just like you have to sort of break out of that box because you can't replicate it? Yeah, I mean. We've we've had those conversations so much. Like I wouldn't want to personally, and you know, it's not. It ain't all my decision. It's like a group decision at the end of the day. But personally, I wouldn't want to do those sessions again. Like you can't recreate that magic. You can't recreate how organic that felt. You know what I mean? Like I would do those sessions at, without uh, putting out invites and just invite people we really fuck with and just just for the creative process. But I wouldn't. We wouldn't do it like that because you can't recreate that. Um, same as like people always be like, well, shit, Revenge of the Dream is four, and I'm always like, man, it's never been a good number four. Like, you know what <laughs> I mean? Other than like, other than like Rocky Four, Rocky Four was fine. Right. But like, 
you know, you got to stop after three sometimes, but I'm sure we'll do other things that are Dreamville related as a whole crew. Like, cause I think that just gets the best out of everybody. And I think our artists are so different that they mesh well together. Wait, but, could you um, do like a rock and jock with Dreamville? Wow. Like that would be incredible. Yeah. I mean, we, we have like endless opportunity. Rock and jock will be fired. Though, yeah. Right? <laughs> we gotta, we gotta set that up with the uniforms and everything. Yeah. Yeah, you no, could have like a four thousand point shot from you know. Like it, yeah, this is all we gotta good do. Rock and Josh versus someone else though, like no, like that'd be, maybe like two e or something. Like that would be fire, right? That'd yeah. be really fire. I think you could take them. Wait, uh, Eve, <laughs> every, everybody knows that you're a humongous NBA fan, and uh, to watch you know the NBA cancel the games and all that, and to live in this world right now where the only basketball you can watch is on YouTube or NBA TV or whatever. How are you getting your fix? Are you playing NBA Jam? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually playing NBA 2K a lot, which I never did because we got we got a league now. Me, Boss, uh, you know, Sad, you know, my boy Ted and Antoine from back home. Proof, like we all got a league. My man Rob Gibbs. Wait, we, who's we just, the best like, in the league and who's the worst? Wait, um, who's the best? Man, I mean, I ain't gonna give nobody no credit. You know what I mean, I ain't gonna call nobody the best. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I think I think I think uh, Boss is up there. Set is up there. I don't know who's the worst. I'm I might be the worst. I'm like Whoa. four seven in the league right now because I don't play that shit. Like, I, who are you playing with? Playing What's your team? Well, we all drafted. We all drafted. Teams, got it. Got so it. Got like it. Draft from scratch. Got it. But um, but so I'm playing that. But uh, it's tough, man, because I, I didn't realize how much basketball I watch because I have league pass. Yeah, I watch so much basketball that when I'm turning the TV on, my son, the first words he'll say, ball? Ball? <laughs> like he, he just sits there and watches basketball with me. So every time he sees my phone or, like, the TV, he thinks I'm about to go watch basketball. So I'll be, I be putting on old games for him to watch because he loves watching basketball. He's a year and a half. You know, he just loves watching basketball. So it's like, for me, I, I, I still watch old games just to, like, kill time and shit. And, and then I, I watch NBA TV because they got classic games, but it's tough. Like I feel like if we was in the quarantine and we had basketball, we'll be alright. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> we'll be good. Well, what 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 did you what did you think when there was that idea that actual NBA games would be played with no fans? I thought that shit was weird. Like, right? I don't know. You know, like just of course I've never played basketball at an NBA level or anything that high, but just playing basketball, you know that like the fans give you a certain energy and they like, you know, they, they they have a lot to do with the game, you know? So I thought it would be weird. I watched a couple, you know, I'm a big soccer fan. So I watched a couple of soccer games in Italy that had no fans in the stadium. And I thought that was weird. I was like, yeah, this shit is quiet. Like, you know, it looked <laughs> yeah. like a practice, but, um, but I also understood that it's a business and you got to do what you do, what you got to do to, you know, to keep the, the train moving. But, when you Shit, look back, when you look back at this NBA season, what's the thing that you're going to miss the end of the most? Like, are you going to miss LeBron finishing strong going into the playoffs? That's really what it is. Yeah, because, um, like, I became a a bigger LeBron fan when he went back to Cleveland, and then it it, it became like like a thing. Like he just he, even though he's the greatest player in the world, he always felt like an underdog to like the you know to to the Warriors, and then it was like oh he's three and eight in the finals or three and nine, whatever it is, even though it's not his fault. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so I kind of wanted him to get another one. Um, this year I really did. I thought like, it would be cool to see LeBron at age 35 in the 17th season, be as good as he is, 
win another one. You know, AD, that's my guy, so I would love to see him win one. But I feel like the stoppage hurts, you know, a team like that the most. So I kind of felt like, damn, I wanted to see. And it, and it was handy stride. It was being the Bucks, being the Clippers. So I wanted to see that. But um, so that that's probably, you know, who um, that was probably the thing that I wanted to see the most that got taken away. Yeah. Um, I'm so, not following the lyrics here and there, but I, I'm, I'm good with that. Ending. I'm good with that. I think they're undefeated so. in quarantine. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, for uh, sure, they they the best quarantine team right now. E- Eve, you're you're out there in LA. What's the what's the city like right now? I mean, is it just eerily quiet? Have you been like driving around at all? Like, what is it like just to see you know, those streets? I haven't I haven't left the house in five days, so yeah. it's bad. Yeah, but um. On Monday, I went to the supermarket. I went to four supermarkets because I had a couple things I wanted to get and things were sold out all over. But it's, yeah, like, the, I think last week I went and it was still people, like, outside on the courts running full courts. No, that's like, nuts. Yeah, doing? that's crazy. I'm like, what are y'all doing? But, like, when I went Monday, it, it, it really got a, a lot more quiet. Like, of course, there's still people driving around, getting to supermarkets and getting to wherever they got to go. But um, it wasn't as many people outside, you know, a few people walking, but that, but that's good. Like, people need to get out and walk. Um, but, yeah, it's, and I, but I also live in a valley, so it's like I'm not in the middle of Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, you know, so I don't, I don't know how that is over there. I haven't been there, but in the valley, it's, you know, it's, it's chill. Like, people, people's starting to get the point. Like, let's just stay our ass inside. For real. Uh, how are your brothers doing? How are your folks doing? Uh, my folks are good. My, you know, my parents... They in New York, so we had to convince my pops, like, yo, you need to just stay inside. Yo. Like, he, he, he was, like, trying to go to work. Like, he was like, I'm going to go crazy just being inside. He was, like, trying to go get his, his breakfast and stuff. But, you know, he's older, so, he, you know, he listens, though. So he, he's in the crib, him and my mom. You know, Boss and my brother Proof, they they down the block. So, like, you know, I play, I play them on Xbox. They chilling. <laughs> my, my other brother Moma's in he's in South Africa. Like, really? As soon as this was about to happen, he was like, nah, I'm out. He's like, he just went to South Africa. Really? And he got there. Yeah, he got there like right before South Africa closed the borders and, and he's chilling out there. He's just like, I'm gonna just chill. He's like, but he also loves the culture and everything out there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. He, he was in Brazil for like three months before that or something. So he's, he moves around a lot. And my sister's in New York in Brooklyn just quarantining. So the family good. Like everybody, thankfully right now is good and you know, just hoping for the best and hoping to see this thing kind of like slowly uh, die down. It's going to be interesting to see though, even when when they tell you it's, it's up, like people are so scared. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, are, yeah. are people going to want to be around other people? Are people going to want to, you know, go to shows or go to parties? Of course, there's going to be some people. The minute the club is open, <laughs> yeah. this shit about to rent. But there's some people that's still going to be scared and it's like, we don't know. We don't know how they're going to recover. We don't know how the music industry is going to recover. Yeah. Granted, we're live shows, where, all that, yeah. Yeah, we're in an industry where, like, you know, it's a little better than other industries right now. But you know, we might we might not recover for a couple of years for for live shows. I know some of our artists, like Earth Gang, lost a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like they might have lost. You know, I don't want to put their number out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, they lost a lot of money just from colleges and, and festivals that they could have made. Ari was going to make a ton of money off these festivals, and, and so was Jed and Boss, and like, you know. People lose a lot of money in these times, so we don't know what the, you know, what what the repercussions of that is going to be, and what what people are going to do when it's time to get back out. Are they going to want to go to shows? Like everybody's tours getting pushed back, 
you know, I'm sure there's a lot of albums being pushed back. So well, it's so like, then are you thinking of like ways to make money in like more internet-y ways where it's like you don't need to um you know be around people like but you can still touch the fans like are they going to do more like obviously ari's on instagram live like um are there ways for for your artists to make money off of that for sure well you know i think i never think of it as how to make money in a sense it's how to just reach people and like connect with people and if you know money comes from that great usually it does once once you do it the right way so of course we're always thinking about like how do you reach people how do you connect with people in these times Cause you know our label, you know, is damn near built on touring. Like we have touring artists that are constantly on the road. So look at look at Doll in a Dream. You know, yeah, exactly. Like certain things that we can't do, but but we're always thinking about that. Ari does it naturally. Hmm. Like I go on her live, and I'm just and I just sit there for an hour and laugh, and you know she gets like five thousand people in there. But you know we as a label and as a brand as Dreamville. We're always having these meetings and figuring out, like, okay, how can we, how can we continue to reach people? How can we entertain people? Like, IG, IG Live is the new TV out here. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, I, I was, I was tuned into to all the battles, so it's like I know what it is. Like, I'm watching, I'm watching the Sean Garrett, <laughs> yo, that was Boy nuts, Wonder. yo, yo, that was that was the most entertaining shit, yo. The commentary from from Ti. From Fat oh Joe, Lala was in there. Yo, like, yo, I loved Terrence J was killing Lenny S. He was like, "Yo, this is what you made me stop binging Ozark yeah. for." <laughs> yo, the first, first of all, Sean Gary was late fifteen minutes. Yo, that was hilarious. <laughs> and then he came in with a fifteen minute speech, which was even funnier. But I think that a lot of people thought he was just gonna get blown out the water. And I kind of feel like it it could have went either way. Like Sean Garrett was playing some hits. Like I ain't gonna front. Yeah, yeah. I saw. I, we didn't watch the whole thing, but I saw that the um, that he caught up at the end. Yeah. So he he yeah. played he played it differently than 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 the dream was. Yeah. Obviously, the yeah, dream he was came, coming he like came, heavy early. He came crazy at the end. I feel like Hit Boy kind of did the same thing when he came way harder the, at the end that he did in the beginning. And it's kind of like. That's a good strategy because people remember the end a lot. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they might not remember what's happening in the beginning, but both those things are great for the culture in general because you forget how how many songs or how many hits the Dream or Sean Gary wrote, or you oh forget how many hits the Hit Boy and Boy Wonder produced. Let alone Swiss and Timberland, obviously. But yeah. I think it's, it's a good reminder for them. You know what I mean? For they for for their brand for for us as fans to know, like you know, you got it. You got to you got to get these people, they, you know, their flowers, like, while they can smell them, you know? Yeah. So that's, so it's important when, when things like that happen. So I've been, I've been uh, tuning into that and, um, you know, hopefully we can add to that somehow. We'll figure it out. That'd be dope. Well, listen, Eve, uh, we love you. Love to you and yours out man, there. Love, love stay, you guys, man. Stay, stay, stay safe. Stay creative. Have have a little bit of fun while you can indoors. And uh, and you know, hit that fifth grocery grocery store. Yeah, when exactly. You can, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm about to go there now. But uh, now nah, I appreciate y'all. I appreciate this because honestly, like people need this. People need to to see how other people are doing. Like people, I don't even know. I get to like find out how they doing through through y'all. So I told y'all like the the lady, um, her name is Marsha, right? Marsha St. Hubert, yeah. Marsha, yeah. I, I always say it wrong, <laughs> but like I loved hearing her interview because like she's coming from a perspective as someone that's that's homeschooling, someone that has you know a kid and and and, and still trying to work. So it's, it's cool to be able to to connect with other people even if you don't know them and know that they're going through the same stuff you're going through, and, and then you know get some good laughs out of this too so uh, absolutely we appreciate y'all no thank sure. thank you so much be safe out there we'll be checking in all right
All right, bro. Take care. All right, take care. Jeff, let's get Carly Hustle on the phone. Let's do it. Hello. Carly! Hey! <laughs> Carly. How's it going, guys? In the middle of all this craziness, how are you doing? Um, You know, honestly, I am doing pretty well. I, I did have a couple of days towards the beginning of my quarantine where I lost it mm -hmm. uh, a little, mm -hmm. um, but I think it's smoothed out. I feel like I'm getting a grip. Um, yeah. Was there, I, I'm well, just trying to What do you attribute that to? Like you're, you're, you know, sort of like leveling, leveling out. Yeah. Was there one moment that sort of like showed you that things were going to be like a little bit on the level? Well, you know, I have a unique perspective and experience based on basically being on full quarantine last year. Yeah, um, yeah. I went through cancer treatment last year, six rounds of chemo. I had two surgeries that were, you know, pretty significant. And so I spent a lot of time uh, languishing on the couch and just feeling terrible and not being able to leave and wearing masks and not being able to be around people. And so I think when I – what the reason I really kind of lost it was just because I didn't want to have to, like, go through that again. You know, I was like, I already learned all these lessons last year. Like, why do I have to sit down again this year? Because yeah. everybody else now has to sit down. Yeah. Um, so I think I was just, like, a bit angry about the circumstances. And then I don't know. I just kind of turned a corner and, like, just dug a little deeper into my my spirit and was like look this is what it is i can fight it tooth and nail and be mad and waste a bunch of energy or i can just accept that this is what it is and try to just take it day by day and like i think as corny as that sounds breaking it down into hours and days and minutes was really helpful during chemo it's something that i learned during that time that i feel like i'm applying now so TBH, like almost dying, has <laughs> last year yeah. has really helped me this year in being able to just kind of cope with, um, you know, the solitude, the isolation, and you know the restrictions. Well, at the same time, you do have your fiance busy at home. You have your daughter Harp at home. When do when do you now get a moment to yourself? Yeah, I mean, good point. <laughs> Isolation with kids and a partner and stuff is definitely different. Um, but I usually, you know, I'm kind of used to not being alone in that regard ever anymore because, yeah, I do have a kid and I live with a partner and we have another person that lives in our house as well. But I think my solitude time is usually like after she goes to sleep, I'll go take a bath mm. and I'll just be in the bathtub by myself and I'll either be scrolling, catching up on things or I'll read a book or I'll just sit there with my own thoughts. And I think just like being in the bathroom is always, you know, a good thing. Um, always, always a good thing. Every single time it's a good thing. <laughs> well, yeah, when you have kids, it's always a good, thing. a good time because you might actually be able to be by yourself, especially if you lie and you tell your whole family that you have some kind of, a, a, you know, a stomach virus. Or oh, good. Something. Oh, great. Which, Nobody by the way, wants to be around that. That is one of my favorite Instagram stories that you've ever done, <laughs> where you slam the door on your uh, child and fiance who yes. were asking questions. <laughs> what is the yes. what is the best lie that you've told your family? 
Well, I mean, that one was pretty good, like, historically. I, it's always good to bring up shellfish, um, because everybody's like, oh, shellfish, I know that one, you know? So if you if you bring up that one, people immediately identify, and they're like, hmm, let me just... Now, the problem is that I don't eat shellfish, and he knew that, so fuck. Um, I, had to, I had to think of a better one. But, yeah, I think, you know, a stomach flu is great. It's kind of like when you're calling in sick to work, you know, and being like, oh, I have a cold, it's not going to cut it. If you tell them, you know, I have, like, explosive diarrhea, they're going to be like, stay home. Um, so now the new one is, hey, I feel like I have coronavirus symptoms, and then, of course, nobody wants to fuck with you, but I'm not going to use that because it's not really funny right now. Maybe right. someday it'll be funny. <laughs> yeah. I've managed to make cancer funny, that, and it's not that funny. So, yeah, yeah. you know... What is it? Is it time plus uh, twenty time years? Plus, <laughs> like, I, cause, is it yeah, South Park said there was twenty years to make fun of AIDS, and um, okay. and so I, I go by what South Park rules. There you go. Yeah, so it's like time plus tragedy equals comedy. Well, or that, yeah, that is absolutely equation. true. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. that simplified simplified is just twenty years. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're just gonna go twenty years on that. Cool. So, in what is it? Twenty. Uh, 40 mm-hmm. we're gonna be able to just like oh, lol's big time on this yeah i have See, a whole calendar on the wall i love this perspective now yeah. i know when i'll be able to feel good <laughs> um carly you're you're somebody who uh you know has worked in the corporate environments jeff nor i have we don't understand what uh zoom business meetings can be like is there anything that you enjoy about them or is it all just like terrible I mean, TBH, like, I've been doing this, like, a lot as it is uh, prior to Corona because my company is in multiple geos, multiple cities, multiple continents. Like, we're all over the place. So we're constantly on these video chat uh, scenarios. Um, So, yeah, it's not really – I mean, it is a little more intense, obviously, than usual. Uh, And I think the major issue for people working at home who have to be on all these calls and just working at home in general is, like, you're tethered to that internet connection and it seems like there's just less of a – categorizing of when is time to work and when is time to be at home. Like you can't, you're not physically leaving the office. And even though people oftentimes check their emails and do work, there's some sort of psychological understanding that when I step out of the office and I catch that train to go home, there's some separation between those two worlds. Not to mention that weekends weekends don't feel different than weekdays right now. But also you have a child who doesn't subscribe to the nine to five, you know, (laughs) schedule. Right. And also, I'm lucky there as well, because not to get all weird and political, but like we opted out of the school system. You know, we never put her in school. I mean, she's four and most kids her age are probably in preschool right now, but we're going to homeschool for the foreseeable future. So Mm -hmm. we already kind of had the infrastructure in place so that when the school system failed underneath the weight of this coronavirus scenario, and I mean, some could say it's already been failing for a lot of reasons, we are already had that that structure there so like we get to continue to keep doing our work not in the office but at home and we have somebody here that's looking after her and educating her and taking care of her so like you know we've bit the bullet financially by not putting her in school um but 
when it came down to it, it was the right decision in light of especially like this current scenario, which would be a lot more stressful if we didn't have any help. Right. right. Um, could you bring us in for like career day? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Um, Want to do a virtual career day? I think yeah. that'd be great. I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hook you up with uh, our childcare provider, and we're gonna we're gonna zoom you right into Harp, and I want you to tell her all about how to make what the it's best like, podcast in the world. Yeah, what, is, what it's like to not make money. Yeah, what yeah. it's like to work from home. Yeah. So, uh, Carly, always. <laughs> uh, you, I know you guys also have a garden in in your backyard. I know that you have. Uh, been self-sufficient in many ways do you feel like this time more than ever it's beneficial to sort of like look after your own and see what you can do on your own hell yeah like i mean let's be clear i'm i'm sort of a doomsday prepper scarcity mindset far before this i saw this all happening it was something that i've been sort of the, the clock's been ticking on this kind of a thing for a while in right. my brain right. um i used to date this dude who was like you know what people would call a quote-unquote conspiracy theorist okay. and so dating him and kind of observing him and having him share all of these you know written materials and videos and conversations with me he was early early on the urban gardening vibe and he he's like much farther along than i am now and we have um are still friends now like we took it you know like most exes you kind of have to like step away for some years sure. but when i came down with cancer we kind of got yeah. back yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> we kind of got back into touch and um you know yeah he put me on early and so I kind of, and I've also just like been raised under this sort of there's never going to be enough uh, capitalism is, you know, a doomsday waiting to happen scenario. Cause mm -hmm. I, I grew up in the Pacific Northwest and it's like mad hippies and like anarchists and shit over there. So yeah. I've been exposed to that. So um, yeah, I think having the little garden, and I mean, we use that, 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 the term backyard lightly cause I mean, this is New York City, but it's a small <laughs> space <laughs> where, which is, you know, we're very fortunate to have because it's a cozy I haven't space. Had that. It's yeah. cozy. Yeah, it's yeah. very it it's steps quaint. away from the they subway. Take... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is why we're fending off rats back there all the oh time. My God. Um disgust. No, but that not could so be, much anymore. That could be uh food when it really comes down to it. <laughs> you never know. We might have to eat. I mean, or you, you know, can train uh, them to be cultures. an army. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm curious. I'm curious about your your ex who is into conspiracy theories and then may have passed some of those along to you or you might have been interested on right. a certain level. Right. It's just level. like the coronavirus where you like spread it to one or two people. <laughs> well, <laughs> is there is there anything that you went into that relationship and you were like, "Well, that seems like way too crazy" and then you started to believe it? Or did you always feed into it and you were like, "Yes." I always fed into it because I also have a cousin who used to work for the U.S. government um, and then all of a sudden he's like hey uh, I'm moving to Mexico bye guys and I was under the impression that he was moving there because he had seen some things that he was like not cool with and was like yeah I'm about to get the fuck up out of here Wow. so I've always been around people who ha have been um uh, different different thinkers you know who have been skeptics um who don't necessarily you know blindly trust these these institutions and these systems um that's not really why i started the garden i mean the garden kind of got me through <laughs> the garden got me through chemo and i i've always wanted to grow my own food but as i got more into it i started to really see the value of what that was and now 
it just feels like timing has, you know, is on my side. I have like probably 20 starter plants like in my front window with a grow light right now that I've been working on. I have snow peas. I have multiple tomato plants. I have basil coming up. I have Swiss chard. I have arugula. Like these are going to eventually, once it gets warm enough around the clock outside, particularly at night above 50 degrees, I'm going to transplant them after I harden them off for a few days in the sun here and there. And I'll put them in the backyard and then they'll start growing. Um, and I'm creating my own little ecosystem back there and it takes time to create an ecosystem that doesn't have like pests or other issues. And so, you know, it usually takes some years to do that. And I'm on my second year and now I'm just trying to like encourage people to grow one thing. Like if you can grow a tomato plant on your front stoop or your fire escape, or if you have a little yard area, or if you have a roof, you know, what can you plant? What can you grow? Because the systems are not sustainable in particular, you'll start seeing that depending on how long this goes there's going to be fewer people migrants who can't travel etc that that can't harvest our fresh you know produce and so i'm i'm trying to like find ways to have that for my family and also be able to share with other people um and so i sent seeds from my tomato plant that i harvested from last year i saved them all year and i sent a bunch around the country so i now have a whatsapp group chat with like 10 different people from around the country and we're all growing stuff in our various urban city environments. And wow. it's, you know, it's pretty dope. That's like, really yeah. fire. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so going on this trend of, of growing one thing, um, while I've been in here, my, my only goal has been to grow a ponytail. And so I wanted to <laughs> do a hashtag challenge to <laughs> your, uh, your fiance and see if he would join me in, in growing a ponytail as well. Are we talking like a full-on ponytail or can we just do like a rat tail? Like what are we, what wow. are we doing here? I, I feel like I'm going to go ponytail like down the like the length of my back. Like so like all your hair is just going to grow, you're saying? I, no, I, well, yeah, it's not a mullet. It's not a mullet. It's not a mullet. So you have to, you know, pull it back <laughs> and then have like one tiny little hair tie uh-huh. to, to bring it down. I don't think I'm going to go like scrunchy. I think I'm going to go like one wispy sort of ponytail i do find it interesting because jeff is usually not about the internet uh challenges you know the yeah. push-up challenges no. the shot challenges yeah, I, if you if you yeah. tag me i ignore it i can't imagine that carly is either no i'm not <laughs> if, um, if yeah you can't eat hair though is the thing so I feel like if you're going to grow one thing, like if you want to do that, cool, but maybe yeah. also, you know. Ponytail and, and tomatoes, right. Some peppers or something. Yeah, you, you know, do a little herb garden and grow your ponytail. Have you sent any seeds to Ebro? Um, I, I have not. He does not seem interested in my challenge. Uh, <laughs> he actually doesn't listen to anything I say or listen to my podcast or do anything to support me aside from continually bringing me yeah. along yeah, yeah, yeah. with him everywhere he goes in the corporate environment. So basically, he just wants me uh, to languish in corporate America and that's it. Well, have you have you ventured outside whatsoever and if so, for what? Yeah, I, I try to get outside every day. Oh, good I, you're for you. allowed to go outside. You, Sometimes I forget. I really do. Uh, you can go outside. You have to stay six feet away from people, but it's very good to get fresh air and get sun if, in fact, that exists. It seems like they're 
programming the weather machine to rain every single weekend on purpose, those fuckers, <laughs> because it would be nice to get outside on the weekends, but I think they know the days, <laughs> yeah. whoever they are, they know that if it's nice out, we need to talk to your cousin in Mexico. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, legit. Yeah. He's, I, I'm going to, I'm going to call him actually and, and see if I can get some more deets, but um, no, yeah, we go outside. We support our local businesses. I think that's really important. Like, we went outside for a family walk yesterday, and we managed to stop at, like, four different businesses and spend money. That's um, awesome. And I think, you know, again, with with within the rules of social distancing, we've managed to stay um, supportive of whomever we can. Like, we both still have our jobs, which is fantastic because a lot of people don't. And so while we have them, I think we just want to continue to, like, spend with our folks and make sure that like we're spreading that money around because like money is a form of energy and it shouldn't be stagnant it should be moving and if we can move it let's continue to move it and circulate it so that people in our community can you know pay bills or you know get supplies or whatever it is Absolutely. Um, so yeah I, I feel like a huge responsibility with everything that I do at this point and I think part of it is what I went through last year and then part of it is just my innate nature and then the other part of it is like this is a really unique scenario and what can we do to be of help and and not be of hindrance and what about human connection for you like is is seeing someone from six feet like you run into a friend when you're going on a walk yesterday is that is that enough for you do you FaceTime people are you are you looking to stay in touch and like get something that that shows that you're not necessarily alone yeah for sure I think like that D nice party last Saturday was exactly what you know the doctor ordered yeah granted we were all in different places there was still such a sense of togetherness I've definitely been FaceTime with people last night me and all my coworkers from our New York City office got on zoom and we had a party we have multiple DJs on staff so we were DJing and passing the ox and like just being around each other in that way even virtually is encouraging and uplifting and it feels like we're in solidarity and when we get back together we're going to be such a tighter knit group of people Mm. and I think what I'm trying to like consider is like you know three or four months from now this will be something we're going to be continuing to recover from psychologically you know financially whatever health-wise for a very long time there's a lot of loss and a lot of bad shit behind it but like if there's anything i've learned out of tragedy it's like man can you emerge if you're able to survive with such a different level of strength and personal fortitude and and perspective and context and like i think it's important you know to try to figure out what this is is speaking to and how we can change ourselves and the world in order to make this not for nothing unquestionably it's completely shit but like how can you shine that turd (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah yeah exactly right and uh listen carly we love you so much uh we appreciate you i love you guys uh love 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 to busy love to harp uh stay strong stay healthy um and stay creative because i think that's important too to keep a fertile mind out here while we're all indoors um brutally honest is carly's podcast go check that out sign up for her patreon go support her and uh carly we're gonna be checking in on you we love you and take care love you too bye guys Bye. bye 
Shout out to Jesse Reyes. Shout out to Eve Hamad. And shout out to Carly Hustle. Jeff, we're back again tomorrow. We are back every day forever. As always, guys. Not for real, for real. Sure, sure. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Right.